Shalom. Welcome to Parsha Perusal. This is Pastor Sam from Northern California, and we're going to be looking at Parsha Vayikra this morning. And it's found in Leviticus 1.1, and it goes through Leviticus 5.26. This particular uh, passage starts right off talking about uh, burnt offerings, offerings, bringing offerings of, free, of, of your own will, a free will offering to the Lord. And so that's what we're going to be looking at this morning. It's broken down. Uh, the part that we're going to be looking at is just the first few verses, first few verses of this Torah portion, and it talks about three different um, animals that you can bring as an offering to the Lord. Uh, Leviticus one one says, "Now the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the tabernacle of meeting, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them." When any one of you brings an offering to the Lord, you shall bring your offering of the livestock, of the herd, and of the flock. If this offering is a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own free will at the door of the tabernacle of the meeting before the Lord. Then he shall put his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted on his behalf to make atonement for him. Now, as we go through these verses, I see a few things. The, the, the first thing here is God makes it very clear that it needs to be a male without blemish, um, a male animal that has no blemish, has no, uh, you know, weird uh, um, disease kind of thing going on. Um, it's not lame. It's, it's, a, it's a, a male animal that is... Um, as far as can be, you know, as far as they can see, as far as they can tell, is is perfect. You know, as perfect as as possible, has to be without blemish. Now, uh, when you think about this, uh, you had to have a lot of different uh, livestock to fulfill these laws, because you know, obviously, you have to have a male, you have to have a female in your in your livestock. Uh, but you couldn't just have one bull. You would have to have multiple bulls because the bulls were what was required for the sacrifice. And um, that's a, at least when it comes to livestock or cows. Um, so as we look at this, uh, we could see here also that the, the one bringing the sacrifice would put their hand on the head of the burnt offering and it would be accepted on his behalf to make an atonement for him. So this is going to be a burnt offering to the Lord. He would lay his hands on it. Basically, that animal would then take his place. And that's kind of the idea there. So there were procedures that had to happen. You couldn't just bring up an animal, slit its throat, you know, throw it up on the altar, you know, drain the blood, throw it up on the altar and burn it all. You know, you had to do it the way the Lord told Moses to do it. So if we go on here in verse 5, so Leviticus 1, 5, it says, He shall kill the bull before the Lord and the priest. Aaron's sons shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. And he shall skin the burnt offering and cut it into pieces. The sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire on the altar and lay the wood in order on the fire. 
Then the priest, Aaron's son, shall lay the parts, the head, the fat, in order on the wood that is on the fire upon the altar. But he shall wash its entrails and its legs with water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. So let's break this down real quick. So uh, when it says he here, it's talking about the person bringing the offering. He shall kill the bull before the Lord. So it was that person's responsibility to kill the bull. And the way that, um, the accepted way that they would do that was they would cut the throat of the animal and basically bleed out the animal uh, right there. And if you cut the throat, then, um, and that's where they're getting the blood from, they shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around the altar. So he would kill uh, the bull before the Lord and the priest. And then Aaron's sons, so that would be the priest, uh, specifically those in the line of the high priest, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood all around the altar. It was their responsibility to deal, to deal with the blood. And this is the altar uh, at the door of the tabernacle meeting. This is not the Holy of Holies. That would only happen once a year when the high priest would go in behind the veil and sprinkle blood on the mercy seat. That's not what we're talking about here. This is an altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So it's an altar out front in front of the tabernacle of meeting. It's right there by the door. Um, and then the person bringing the sacrifice would skin the burnt offering. They would do the work of skinning it and then cut it into pieces. Uh, you kind of had to know a little bit about the bull to be able to do that, um, you know, to cut it in, in the right pieces, the pieces that were accepted uh, before the Lord. But yeah, it's interesting that that it was necessary. He it was necessary for the person bringing the offering to do the skinning. That was not the work of the priest. The sons of Aaron, the priest, shall then put fire on the altar, lay the wood in order on the fire. They had a particular way that they would lay the wood so that for um, maximum uh, uh, burning, uh, you want the hottest fire possible, obviously, because you're going to burn. A, a whole animal. Then the priest, Aaron's sons, shall lay the parts, the head and the fat in order on the wood that is on the fire upon the altar. Now, the assumption here is that the priests know exactly how that needs to be, the order uh, that they're supposed to be on the altar. Um, but there's things, there's more things that the person bringing the offering needed to do. But he the person bringing the offering, shall wash its entrails and its legs with water, and the priest shall burn all on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. So the person bringing the offering, it was their responsibility to wash the entrails and the legs, and then it was the priest's responsibility to take that then and burn it on the altar. Now, if somebody was bringing an offering of the flocks or, or of the sheep or of the goats as a burnt offering, uh, then it, a lot of this was similar, but not exactly the same. He shall bring a male without blemish. That's the same. Needed to be a ram without blemish or a, a lamb that was a male lamb without blemish. 
he shall kill it on the north side of the altar. So now that's specific. He was supposed to kill it on the north side of the altar before the Lord and the priest, Aaron's sons. And Aaron's sons shall sprinkle its blood all around the altar. Now that's similar to the, the same thing that was done with the, the bull. And he shall cut it into pieces with its head and its fat, and the priest shall lay them in order on the wood that is on the fire upon the altar. But he shall watch, watch the entrails and the legs with water. Then the priest shall bring it all and burn it on the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. So we find uh, when bringing a sheep or goat, it was a very, very similar procedure. Um, it's interesting because it is very specific as to what they're supposed to do uh, and the order and how things are supposed to be laid out. Uh, and finally, if the burnt offering, uh, the burnt sacrifice of his offering to the Lord is of birds, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or young pigeons. So very specific on the bird. Couldn't just bring any bird. Couldn't bring a seagull, uh, you know, or a, or a little chickadee or whatever. Uh, couldn't bring a chicken. It had to be a turtle dove or young pigeon. The priest shall bring it to the altar, wring off its head, and burn it on the altar. Its blood shall be drained out at the side of the altar. And he shall remove its crop with its feathers and cast it aside, cast it beside the altar on the east side into the place for ashes. Then he shall split it at its wings, but shall not divide it completely, and the priest shall burn it on the altar, on the wood that is on the fire. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. One of the things that really got my attention is that this free will offering uh, was something that when somebody brought the offering, they didn't just bring the offering and then sit back and watch the priest do everything. They were a part of the process. They were a part of offering it to the Lord. They were very involved, actually. And, and you find in each one of these things, there's, there's a certain thing that the person bringing the offering also had to do while the priests were doing uh, their, their job, their responsibility. Um, most of the priest's responsibility had to do with the actual burning or, or offering up, that part. Um, most of the responsibility of the person coming uh, and bringing it before the Lord was to deal with uh, the entrails, in this case with the bird, the crop, with its feathers. Um, now with the, the bird, the priest were, would bring it to the altar, wring off its head, and burn it on the altar, and its blood would be drained out at the side of the altar. Um, now, it could be the priest also, in this case, removed the crop with its feathers and said, and cast it beside the altar on the east side into the place for ashes. So they made sure that part, um, you know, got taken out of the bird. Uh, another, another part of this whole thing is, is each one of these descriptions of these different animals, whether it be the bull, the ram, or the turtle dove, um, at the end of the uh, at the end of the description, when it talks about the actual burning and the sacrifice, it says something very. It says the same thing each time. And and the priest shall burn all all of it on the altar as a burnt sacrifice, 
an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. Now, I find this very interesting because it, this idea of it being a sweet aroma, a good smell to the Lord, um, you know, we could get caught up in, in that aspect, but of, of, you know, the sweet aroma, like barbecue and stuff like that. But actually, the point of this is that after you do all of these things exactly the way they need to be done, it was then acceptable to the Lord. It was a sweet aroma. It was something that pleased the Lord. That was the goal, is to do the things that are acceptable, that are pleasing to the Lord. And so you have these priests um, and, and the person bringing the offering, they have to follow all of these rules exactly right. If they don't, it won't be a sweet aroma to the Lord. It won't be acceptable. And I think that that is something for us to be aware of, that when we come before God, we need to come in a way that's acceptable to the Father. We don't just come in our own ability, our own righteousness. You know, we don't bring an offering the way we feel like bringing it. It needs to be acceptable to the Lord. How can we, as believers in Yeshua, be acceptable to the Lord? Well, I think there's, um, there's, a, there's one main way that you and I, as believers in Yeshua, our great high priest can be acceptable to the Lord. And that's if we come before the Lord in, in recognizing that we are in Yeshua, recognizing that it's the blood of Yeshua, it's the work of Yeshua, it's his sacrifice that makes us righteous before the Lord. The sacrifice, the, the only sacrifice you could say that, that, that could ever truly please the Lord has already been made, and that is Yeshua himself. And he was sacrificed up before the Lord uh, which fulfills all of these sacrifices. But you and I need to come in the right way. We need to come with his blood, his blood applied to us. And when his blood is applied to our hearts, it removes our sin and we can come before the Lord in an acceptable way. I believe that there is also, uh, we need to come before the Lord in faith. We need to come before the Lord in reverence, recognizing who he is and um, not in our own strength, in our own ability, with our own ideas. Um, you know, my uh, great work, my offering that I may think is so good and put together, I bring it to the Lord. If it is not in Messiah, if it is not, if I, if I don't come to the Lord in Yeshua, it's not going to be acceptable no matter how hard I try um, to make it acceptable before the Lord. And so, as believers, though, it, it, that may seem hard, but it's actually very easy for us. We don't have to follow every single one of these rules exactly to be acceptable before the Lord because the Messiah, Yeshua, has already fulfilled all of those requirements, which means we are free to, to bring uh, a sacrifice of praise. Um, you know, the apostle the Rav Shaul, the apostle Paul, says, you know, that we can bring our bodies as living sacrifices and that, you know, that we need to come with, bring their, our bodies as living sacrifices, holy, that means set apart and acceptable. That means in Messiah, in the blood of Messiah, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. We should bring our bodies as living sacrifices to the Lord, ready to do his will. 
And it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind um, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we have this huge blessing in Yeshua and uh, we can be acceptable before God the Father because of the work of Yeshua. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Let's close with the ironic blessing and I hope you have a great week. Yevarechach Adonai v'yishmarecha Ye'er Adonai p'navelecha v'hunecha Yisa Adonai p'navelecha v'yasem lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Once again, shalom, shalom. Have a great week. God bless you.